wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ron Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to talk all about this weekend series with the Pittsburgh Pirates coming up. We're going to start that series tonight at 7.05 as Chris Bubich toes the rubber for Kansas City, boasting at 4.89 ERA. Uh, no Saturday starter yet, but it'll be some schlup like Matt Harvey or something like that on Saturday at 6.05 Central Time at Coffin Stadium. But then you bounce back on Sunday and you get Brad Keller on the mound. Again, the only starters that really matter for Kansas City moving forward for their future is Keller, Bubich, and Singer. You get two of those three this weekend against the Pirates. Uh, and this game, this series, is going to be an interesting one because both teams are trying to lose. This is like the the tanking bowl of, of, of series. You'll, you'll feel better after a loss than you will after a win in this series. You're going to want to get that top pick in a very good MLB draft and have your pick of the litter. So doing so, trying to do that, you're going to try to lose, of course. And these are two teams that are right in the thick of things and right in the mix for that number one overall pick. Uh, so hopefully... You get good outings from Chris Bubich and Brad Keller, but still lose. Hopefully, that's the case. That would be the ideal scenario for Kansas City. I talked about it yesterday. What's the difference in finishing you know, 12 games out of the postseason and getting the number one overall pick and finishing nine games out of the postseason? You don't feel any better about finishing nine games out whenever the field has expanded to eight teams. You don't feel any better about that. You would much rather have as close to or the number one pick as possible, and Kansas City can do that and align themselves with that uh, today uh, in this and in this series that can help them get there. That can help them figure out a way to get that top pick. Look, the series as a whole, it's hard to preview these series for Kansas City, knowing that they don't matter game in and game out. Again, Mondesi, does he keep up uh, his nice little run here the last couple of weeks, playing really good baseball in the field, uh, doing pretty good at the plate for his standards? Uh, does he keep that up this weekend? Who knows? Uh, Olivieres, I want to see him play every single night. He has truly become must-watch TV. If you want a positive from your everyday players, he's your positive. He's your guy you want to watch every single night. Every single night is Edward Olivieres. That's how high I am on, on him. I I wish we could have gotten Kyle Lisbell up here because I feel the same way about him. I wish we could have gotten Khalil Lee up here. I feel the same way about him. But the Royals are still going to beat their head against the wall with some of these veterans, and that's fine, whatever. Uh, but unless Josh Stomont enters the game, unless these, you know, even Scott Barlow enters the game, uh, it's just what it, it's whatever. This weekend is whatever. Uh, it's whatever. Who cares? It's it's football season. Uh, you're, you're just really hoping the Chiefs can, uh, the Royals can get that top pick uh, because it's kind of disappointing, honestly. I mean, that in a 60-game season 
with eight teams making the postseason, your games still don't matter. I never thought we would be here where with eight teams making it, the Royals games do not matter. They just don't. I mean, unless Singer's on the mound, Bubich or Keller's on the mound, who cares? Who cares? Obviously, some of you do because you're still listening, which I appreciate greatly, but it's First of all, you can't take things away every single game from a baseball game the same way you can in football. So that makes this job a lot harder than covering the Chiefs or covering uh, any other sport because baseball is so every day. You have to put together like a month of good baseball to make it seem worth noting. Uh, again, Mondesi playing having a good good couple of weeks here. That's great. He's had a bad couple of months, though, before that. So who knows? You know, The real Mondesi, the track record we've gotten from Mondesi, he's been a bad baseball player. But hopefully... This week can turn it around, but I'm not going to sell you a bill of goods saying that this week is who he is. I don't get paid by the Royals. I don't get paid by uh, you know the Royals to, to promote their players the same way Rex Seller does or something like that. I don't have to lie to you. He's been a bad player this year, but he's had a good week. And maybe that week can turn into some good momentum. He can end this year as a good player. He can go into the offseason with some confidence, and he can go into the next spring training trying to build on that. That's what you're hoping for. And so can that happen the rest of this weekend? Edward Livieris has been a fantastic positive. I want to see him continue to play well. I don't know what he did in San Diego. Obviously, it wasn't very good because his average has dipped, you know, has dipped uh, to like 260 while hitting the cover off the ball in Kansas City. He's been fantastic since the trade. That's a guy you got back for Trevor Rosenthal. That's a huge positive. I mean, the way that he's played every single day, and even this, this is how hard baseball is to talk about, even this sounds like an overreaction, but the way that he's played every single day, that could be your everyday outfielder when this team wants to win. He was a top 30 prospect in San Diego, and you got an everyday outfielder when you want to compete for Trevor Rosenthal. That's a huge plus for this team. That's a huge plus for Dayton Moore. That's a huge plus for this organization. Whatever... Bubich does tonight. If, if he's if he's even remotely good, that's a huge plus for this organization. Brad Keller, same thing. Brad Keller's 2.6 ERA is a huge plus. But we can only talk about that so much. I mean, it's, it's like three things we can talk about this season. And that's what's so disappointing about this season. It's because I, like Dayton Moore, like Mike Matheny, thought this team in a 60-game sprint with an improved pitching staff, an improved bullpen, and a competitive lineup, which which was what we thought they were going to put on the field was a competitive lineup. They have not done that. Uh, I thought that this team could be exactly what the Tigers are right now. Tigers are hanging around that postseason. I mean, they're probably not going to get in, but at least their games matter night in and night out. At least their games matter. The Marlins hanging on to that eight spot. Will they be able to stave off the Rockies and hold them off? Who knows? But at least they're in it. Hell, the Giants. I thought the Giants were going to be the worst team in all of baseball. The worst team in all of baseball, but they went on a run in 60 games, and they're the seventh seed right now in the NL. Does that hold on? Does that hold up? Probably not. But that's the kind of team I thought that Kansas City could be, and for their games, for them not to be able to to last a 60-game season before people want to check out and before people don't care anymore, they couldn't even get to the season opener of Kansas City Chiefs before people wanted to check out and didn't care anymore. That's disappointing to me. And that falls squarely on your lineup. Because your bullpen has improved enough. Sure, at times your starting pitching has not been what it needed to be. But your lineup has never been what it needed to be. 
just it never has. So that's the most disappointing part to me. Uh, but you know what? This series, this weekend, watch Bubich, watch uh, Keller, and let's try to take some positives away heading into next week, which I think is the second to last week of the season. Uh, but something that's never going to go away and something that's always a positive is Built Bars. BuiltBar.com is where you need to go for a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off that first order. And your next order, actually. So even if you've already ordered before, you can still go ahead and order yourself a box of Bilt Bars with that $10 off code locked on at checkout. They have six new flavors. Caramel, brownie cookies, and cream cherry bar. Sea lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. These Bilt Bars are soft and easy to chew and covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bar is great for the health conscious person. They lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Lose weight with their low calorie bars, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet. BuiltBar.com right now. Code LOCKDOWN gets you $10 off that next order. Again, promo code LOCKDOWN gets $10 off that next order at BuiltBar.com and you'll get a free cooler with every purchase while supplies last. So it is Friday, so I did want to take a trip around the MLB as I know baseball is a pretty regional sport, but we can try to venture out and find the teams worth following for Kansas City. Number one team worth following is the number one team in the AL, and that's the Tampa Bay Rays, who are 28-15, and 15, getting healthier as the days go by. And you, you look at this team, the Rays, they're exactly what Kansas City needs to be. They're a cutthroat organization that will trade the likes of Evan Longoria to get better. They'll trade all-stars to very the very next offseason to get better. They're always wanting to get younger, get cheaper, and get more talented. That's exactly what Kansas City needs to start doing, is being more cutthroat like Tampa Bay. Baseball is a business. I get it. You want to have a family culture. You also want to win championships, and you also want to win. And Tampa Bay Rays are trying to win their championship and trying to uh, improve from being a perennial winner to an eventual champion, and the one seed overall in the, in the AL can do just that. And then you want to keep an eye on the White Sox and the Indians as those are teams you're going to be fighting with uh, forever. I mean, the White Sox are so young. That nucleus, that core is going to be together for a very, very, very long time. And the Indians just seem to always pop up with pitching out of nowhere. But a team that I think we should rally around in Kansas City is, of course, the Miami Marlins. That's a team that you wanted Kansas City to be. You wanted them to be a, a bad team that wound up being good in a 60-game season, or at least fun to watch. I mean, their 500 ball right now are the Marlins. Can they keep on in that playoff spot? I don't know. But one team that for sure will be in the playoffs is the Padres. And the Padres have Eric Hosmer, so that's good for Kansas City. You're going to want to keep up with Hosmer this postseason if he can come back from that broken finger, which is why he should never bunt because it just gets players hurt and it's stupid and you give away an out. There's no real advantage to bunting, but we've been over that before in this podcast. Uh, Padres, you know, good little team. One of the best players in baseball, and Fernando Tatis, you know, the face of baseball, is Fernando Tatis Jr. right now. So that's fun to watch. They just got Clevenger. Uh, Chris Paddock is fun to watch. And they still have talented prospects coming up, like McKenzie Gore and guys like that in that Padres system. So the Padres can be a team that you want to follow in the postseason. So I would put it at, at Marlins, Padres, and Rays as teams you should look for uh, to follow this postseason because we know that Kansas City will not be in the postseason. But let's face it. The postseason will coincide with the Chiefs season. You're probably not going to be paying attention to much baseball. <laughs> I mean, after the Chiefs kicked off last night, you're not going to be paying that much attention uh, to baseball in the postseason without Kansas City in it. 
but that's fine. We'll still talk about baseball on this podcast every single day, even if I have to steal some content from the Kansas City Chiefs as I did yesterday. But this weekend series, it's going to be interesting, simple because you get two of your three pitchers that matter on the bump. So we'll see if that can help and if that can translate into watchable baseball. Uh, and for the most part, the Royals have been pretty watchable. I mean, for being a, a, such a terrible ball club, it hasn't just been atrocious to watch them play baseball, which is good. There's just been some frustrating things here and there uh, about this team. And so hopefully there's something to talk about on Monday, hopefully, uh, but the postseason is going to start. We can make postseason predictions and uh, we can make, I don't know, recaps about the postseason that the Royals aren't in. We'll figure it out. We talk about the young pitching. It, it sucks not having a minor, uh, minor league season where he can really like dive into what they actually did this year. Uh, there's no real official stats from the summer, uh, the summer league camp and the uh, uh, satellite camp, I should say. So we can just talk about what we were talking about before the season of just how good Coart can be, Lynch can be. Help is on the way for Kansas City. And, and I really hope that next year is just a year that we see these young guys. Just call them all up. Let's have some fun. Uh, don't waste my time with Bubba Starling. Don't waste my time with veterans like Mike Alfranco, who's a good signing. Uh, I still don't hold that against Dayton Moore. That was a really good signing. I was really high on it at the time. You just did not foresee a pandemic. And I think that if this was a 162-game season and Franco got more time at the plate uh, in the American League, he would have been he would have had a much bigger market. He would have had a much bigger market on the trade market, but there's just not enough time to really sell anyone on Franco right now, uh, especially in the pandemic of not wanting to move on from pieces and things like that. So I still think it's a good signing, but at this point, let's just, let's just go for the future. Let's just embrace the future and call up the young guys, call up the young outfielders. Don't keep banging your head against the wall with some of these outfield veterans and let's move on and at least have some bad baseball. That's at least meaningful because this season's not really meaningful. Do you really care that Alex Gordon goes out there and goes one for four? I mean, do you really care that Cam Gallagher's out there going one for four? Do you really care what Michael Franco does? Which, again, I thought was a good signing, but this didn't pan out. Uh, no. You would care if it was Bobby Wood Jr., though. You'd care if it was Kelly Lee or Kyle Isbell. Those guys you'd care about because that's part of your future. So I hope that the, that the uh, Royals embrace the future Moving forward, I think that they will, but you just got to tough it out for these last, whatever it is, 18 games or whatever they're going to play uh, coming up uh, to end this season. Tough it out, and we'll regroup for next year. It's just so disappointing that even a 60-game season is too long for Kansas City. Even a 60-game season for the Royals is way too long uh, to keep you invested and keep playing meaningful baseball, which is sad. Did not expect that for this season. But hey, expect the unexpected in 2020. Be good and be good to one another.